I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Woohoo! Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. No, Are you guys ready? I'll work with you. Sorry. Here we go, Crystal City. <laughs> Crystal City. Oh, these guys are a mess behind the scenes today. Uh, Crystal City, they have wine tastings, bike rides, art shows to beer gardens, street hockey to fashion shows, and so much more. There's always something going on at Crystal City. Check out their website, crystalcity.org, for details. All right, Paul. And Valentine's <laughs> Day is right around the corner. Be sure to check out our friends at Mervis Diamond Importers. If you're thinking about an engagement ring or a wedding ring, all sorts of jewelry, diamond stuff. Check them out at MervisDiamond.com. Oh, all right. Here we go. I have my burrito, and I'm feeling good. <laughs> Here we go. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear? Tune in, yeah, you gotta tune in. Sarah Frazier on the mic, and she about to begin. The co-host with the most, Paul Wharton, looking bleak. Take it from me, you should be listening. Live from the nation's cap, pop culture at its best. No need to second guess, separate it from the rest. Entertaining nonetheless. Oh, good. Okay, My good. new best friend. Okay. <laughs> My new best friend. Yeah, we're great. Oh, you guys, welcome to the Hate Rage Podcast with Paul Warden. It's Wednesday. That means a brand new show for your yes. ear holes. We always love hooking you up, and you guys are amazing. Thank you for subscribing, listening, and sharing this podcast, and please keep it up. We're very grateful. I couldn't wait to get to you today, girl. Really? I was making my way. I'll be working my way back to you, babe. You know that? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, I was working With my way back to you. In love inside. Yeah. <laughs> so, we never know the next slide. Um, yes. Oh, my God. We had a crazy weekend. Well, you had yeah. a crazy weekend. I cannot wait to talk about your life. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I'll be living. I guess you've been living. Oh, my God. <laughs> with the man who, where did he come from? I don't, a, a bar. Oh, my God. Um, Paul has the most insane. He sent me text messages. You were texting me over the weekend with this story. 
And I thought, really, this was like a this amazing connection and hookup that you had, but then it would be like done. But there is some major updates. Like yeah, it's still I going guess on. Yeah, there are, right? Yes. Well, I mean, it's only like day four. What are you saying? That's like a milestone for me in relationships. <laughs> this is four like- days, Paul. You're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have to talk about that. There's so many stories going on in the news. Uh, our interns, um, who you're getting to know, AJ and Leslie. Leslie does all our film stuff. AJ, how, by the way, you kind of call her Emily. And I was just thinking about that coming in here today. Because now I say it all the time. Emily! Yes, well, she understands why. Get on the microphone. <laughs> Emily! Why, hey, dolls. Why do we call you Emily? Why are we okay, so-, so it stems from the movie The Devil Wars Prada. Yes. Got it. And you know how her name is, actually her name is Andrea. And so Paul, you know, just him being himself, he's like, Andrea. And the old, this is going to be a long drawn out story, but Devil Worth Prada, her first, her old uh, assistant was named Emily. Mm-hmm. Got it. And so whenever they're like, Emily, and her name is Andrea, so she doesn't respond. And she's like, well, she's talking to you. <laughs> but she doesn't take the time to learn the new name. Right. So uh, yeah, I'm just like this little intern that Paul, you know. So that's our line. I oh. say, Emily, and then I'll say, he's talking to you. <laughs> Nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> He's talking to you. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that's why if you hear us call AJ, Emily. Yes. That's exactly what we mean. Yeah, because she's double dipping. She's over here at the podcast, and she's also at Paul Wharton Style, so we're spending a lot of time together. I'm a jack of all trades. Yeah. You really, really are. You've been doing such a great job for us, and you're back. Everybody keeps wanting, like, I keep getting messages. They're like, oh, AJ's back. I'm like, yes. She was back our in intern town. before this summer when we had Irene and AJ, mm-hmm. and then she got this radio offer that turned out to be a fucking nightmare where they never, like, actually fired the woman that AJ was supposed to replace, and right. I knew it was going to go south. Like, I really encouraged yeah, her to take this. Yeah, you've been there before, this. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's the worst business. And I knew it was going to go south when you posted how excited you were you were starting a new job. And then right. they messaged you and said, could you take that down? Because we really haven't told anyone that you're coming. Right. And it was the next was day like, that I was supposed oh, to start. No. Right. Has that ever happened to you all in a relationship where you posted like in a relationship status or you posted something up and they're like, oh, actually, you know what? I was unaware we <laughs> were in a relationship. <laughs> week on that one. I haven't gotten out of my last relationship. <laughs> so it's kind of a problem that you tagged me. Um, no, I haven't had it happen in a relationship, but in a work environment. In a work environment. <laughs> In that Don't blame right. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've completely been. I've, I've had right. I, years ago when I first started in DC in the radio market. I worked for a classic rock show, and they had told me, "Oh, you are going to be the female co-host with these two guys." I'm like, "Awesome! Oh my god!" In my first like real radio job, and then they call me and they were like, "Actually, you know what? You don't have to come in for the next couple of days. We're, we're just uh, we're rearranging the station." Mm. And I was like, uh, "Okay." Anyway, come to find out, they were auditioning another woman. And they never uh, were like honest with me, but then ooh. they ended up hiring me. Yeah, welcome to the business. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's shady. Very. Yes, very. So you're back now, and back we're thrilled here. to have you. Yes, love to be here. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, I do. Well, I, I never something? wanted to leave. And she's getting used to the good life because yesterday we went out to lunch, and I said to the girls, I said, listen, do y'all want to go? We, You know, my book launched yesterday, and thank you for everybody that bought it's the book. It sold out, basically. The book sold out on Amazon. We're going to talk about brag planning because I'm not claiming to be a brag planner because I hate. Wait, you can't say it though because you had a moment this week. I genuinely did not think. I thought if you brought it up, you were going to say that you did not want to be associated with that word. I don't. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're going to like, today we're going to like talk about it, bury it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bury it. Okay. okay. We're not going to call me that anymore, but some people could consider this a brag plane because I got one more in me and then I'm done. Okay. Okay. Right. But. Yesterday was the first day my book was out, and like it sold out on Barnes and Noble. No, no, not Barnes and Noble. On Amazon and on Target.com. So I'm like happy, but at the same time, I'm a little pissed. Like, well, you underestimated the little guy. Right, you know? right. Like, where are all the books? Right. You know? They're like, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. I'm like, no, it's not. People want books. They need to have their books. Give them what they want. <laughs> Give the people what they want. You better be up on that email, emailing everybody and their mother. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Letting them know. Oh, I was letting them know. So anyway, that's the last brag plane, and then we'll address the issue later in the okay, show. Okay, got it, Thank got you. it, got it. Um, so we have to talk about brag planning. We have to talk about this relationship that, that Paul had over the weekend that's just been wild. Ann Curry was on CBS this morning talking about Matt Lauer. Ooh. The sound clip is so jousy. You're going to love that. And then can we please talk about these fucking wacko parents in California that had like 20 kids kids from ages like 4 to 29 and shackled them to the bed. Okay, this is so crazy. And can I just say with this story, have you been reading this? Yeah. They're so crazy. 
you know, you can obviously never accuse someone of being guilty before they were proven guilty, but I just looked at that guy's haircut and I'm like, Ooh. I could have told you. I could have. Like, did your neighbor, did the fucking neighbors not look at this guy and go, all right, this dude is clearly like a child molester creep. We're calling the police. Like, what? Yes. But have he you ever seen... himself as a principal of his own, like, house. Exactly. So there definitely needs to be some reform in terms of homeschooling. That's definitely an issue. Ugh. But have y'all ever seen those houses in the neighborhood where, like, it's completely the house is falling yes. in on itself? Yes. You have to go through, like, the back door. The front door is all grown over. And sheets are over the windows. Sheets like, are over sheets the window. are garbage Somebody bags. needs to knock. I no, agree. really. Should there be... Well, I don't know. Is that, like, too much government? But essentially, Mm-mm. like... Neighborhood <laughs> watch. Sorry. Knock, 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 knock. We gotta, we gotta Why you got basement. these trash bags right. over your windows? What's going on? What is I, going on? I want to see your basement. We went down to the census office. You did what? You got too much time on your hands. Yeah, we went down to the census office and realized you had four kids. We ain't seen them kids playing since Echoes How could that be? You're right. Ages 2 to 29 in California. Also, this creepy video came out of the couple. They renewed their vows with um, Elvis a couple of years ago. Look at this oh. couple. I'm sorry. I hate to judge people. I rarely judge people by the way they look, oh. but these to, don't, I'm sorry. They look so oh my guilty. Gosh. The Southern California couple remains in custody today on suspicion of torture and child endangerment after 12 of their children allegedly were found captive in their home and shackled to beds. David Turpin, who is 57, year old, 57 years old, and Luis Turpin were each being held on $9 million bond. Awesome. Hopefully they cannot make that. Authorities said the investigation began after a 17-year-old girl escaped from their home in Paris, California. <sighs> And uh, called 911 to report that her 12 brothers and sisters were being held by the parents. The sheriff's office said investigators initially believed the slightly emaciated girl was 10 years old when they first saw her. How scary is that? That is so scary, but I'm just going to say this, and it's not politically correct, but only white people do stuff like this. (laughs) Really, I'm telling you the truth. A black mama is like, as soon as soon as your ass turns 18, you getting up out of my house. No, I mean like... <laughs> oh, they're not keeping someone no, shackled to the bed in No, 29. shackle nothing. You gotta get yourself a job and get out in these streets, okay? Um, The LA Times citing public records reported that Turbin's home address was listed as the location of the Sandcastle Day School, a public K-12 through institution that opened in 2011. I mean, I certainly hope, like you're saying, I mean, there's somebody that has a lot to answer for because was anybody mm-hmm. inspecting this school? I mean, I he was so. listed as the principal. But wait, it said it was a public school, not a private school? Yes. a Well, yes, a wow. public K-12 through institution. And in 2016-2017 school year, it had an enrollment of six with one student in each of the 5th, 6th, 8th, 9th, 10th, and 12th grades. Wow. But my question is, like, no, obviously nobody... I mean, maybe they were checking up with them online because the kids had to submit yeah. certain tests or whatever, but no one was doing a site check. But if Isn't it's a public school, up? they were getting funding from the state. So that's the thing. That's why it says public versus private. So, so I'd be that's even crazier, right? How much money he was getting from the state to run that school. Good question. They'd filed for bankruptcy, the Turpins did, in 2011, stating that they owed between $100,000 and $500,000. Their bankruptcy lawyer told the New York Times he never met the children, but the couple spoke about them highly. Well, I bet. They're tied to the bed, and they're basically just slaves for these two. Oh, my God. How horrible, Sarah. Uh, This story, it just blows my mind because, you know what? Every time I hear this or I see somebody escape, you know, that, like, remember the girls in Cleveland Mm -hmm, um, that, you know, had been held captive for, like, 20-something years? I always wonder how many more people are out there, like you're saying, in these homes with the damn trash bags over the windows, living in someone's fucking basement, and they were parents think they were kidnapped back in 84. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you something. This story makes me want to call my mother and apologize for something. Because it burns my ass when my mother gets on me about not calling her when I get home. It just really makes me mad. I'm just like, I'm so grown. Why do you do this? But this story makes me think, you know what? Everybody needs somebody to check up on them. Did you make it? You know, if these people have somebody checking up on them, which they didn't, you know, they would never have been in that position. So thanks, mom. Elizabeth Flores is an aunt. She says for years she begged to see her nieces and nephews. Even Skype would do, but her sister and brother-in-law uh, kept such a secret life that they wouldn't let her in. Again, when that happens for 20 years and it was before the kids even were there, you don't think it's abnormal? That's what Good Morning American asked her. Great question, GMA. So where are the kids now? 
They're all in protective social okay. foster care. They're all in I protective hope they keep custody. Keep them together as much as possible. Oh my God! If it had been like two years ago uh, that she cut us off, then um, we might think, "Wow, something's not right." But this has been going on before they even had kids, which is what this aunt says, which is why she didn't report them because they were very secretive, supposedly before they had kids. Mm. You buy that? I mean, they found each other. There's somebody for everybody. Oh God! Look at their wedding photo in Vegas. I can't even. I think this. Ooh. This may be a news story going on. Yeah, well, it just is like a creepy picture of them in Vegas with the... Oh, they're not... Oh, that haircut. He's the worst bowl haircut mm. you've ever seen in your life. Straight out of the 70s. Some awful cult leader. Well, he certainly wasn't using that money on grooming products that got him into... <laughs> <laughs> you know, got him into trouble with the IRS. Hey, did you ever call your neighbors on anything suspicious? So I was always calling people. Isn't that awful? You were? Yeah, absolutely. What do you mean? You were that neighbor? Always, always. I always felt like... Um, you know, because I think you get programmed now. You see something, say something. So it's always like, oh, you know, um, it really looked like somebody was walking into that home that didn't belong there. I don't know. You should just check up on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Someone's having a bonfire in their backyard that looks out of control calling the fire department. <laughs> that was you? Yes. Oh, God. But did you grow out of that? No. Now I still. <laughs> You're the one. I heard, I heard a scream in my apartment building last week, and I honestly said to Dan, I was like, I think we should call 911. He's like, why? He's like, I think the person, it was like a kid or something. I was like, no, I can't be sure. Let's call 911. Oh, my God. I know. You are wasting but resources. But isn't that what they're there for? But just off of a scream? Maybe Hell call yeah. downstairs to the front desk. They could have been there. There might be 15 others in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> You, you know what? Know. With a friend like you, I'll never get kidnapped. Please. Right? Because oh, if I, I don't show up for this, but actually, you know, an hour has to pass because, you know, I'm never on time. But I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm working on that. You are? When can we expect Well, y'all should tell me the wrong time. You want to start at 12, you well, got to tell me 11.15. We should we just start <laughs> But don't now? let me show up before you. I'll be mad as hell. <laughs> you got me standing out here in the cold. You know I don't got no keys. Oh, my God. You <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> I was going to tell you, my mom and I do have this one policy where she gives me a 30-minute window to call her back, kind of like what your mom does. Okay. And then if she doesn't, she has a chain of people that she calls, like Dan, my friend Claudine, like Tia, Fox 5. Okay, so this is normal then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, my mom has that same thing, too. I mean, there's no way. I'm like, if my ass was kidnapped, there'd be uh, there'd be a squad in an hour. When does your mom ask you to call her? Because you don't see her very often. So when you're down here, if you're going from what place to what place, does she say, call me? Well, now she doesn't agree as much because I have Dan. So Dan and I check in all the time. So my mom will just call Dan if she can't get a hold of me. But um, she, we talk almost every day. Mm-hmm. So if I don't call her back or text her at some point in the day, she's calling multiple times, and then she'll call Dan. Damn. Like, there's no... Okay, so oh, yeah. mine is not that different. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, we're the same way. She's like, you're my child. You know, we had this big thing the other day because I was heading back. You know, I went to my mother, had a big birthday. We had karaoke. We had so much fun in Delaware. So I had a oh, meeting. Oh, yeah, that looks really nice. It was oh, on your Insta story. so much yeah. fun. So much fun with my mom and her neighbors, who I love. So I was heading back to a meeting at my house um, on Monday, and I talked to her almost all the way home. As soon as I left, she called, the house is so quiet. I'm like, no, 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 no. The house still has a heartbeat. That's you. Turn your music up, pour your champagne, have some fun. No, it's not the same <laughs> since you left. No, 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 no. I think it's fine. You know, open a window, get some fresh air in there. You know. She really wants you to like move in, right? Like she would love if you just lived back there. Oh, absolutely. If, I, if life ever became too much for me, like you just I really don't have to her. do anything. Like she would do everything. It would be her dream to have you back and just. Live no, no, no. Well, let me, let me. Everything like, I'd have to bring Priscilla with me. That's the lady that helps me in my house. No, Priscilla would have to come because my mom doesn't like to do anything in the kitchen anymore. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But she would love to hang out with me, go to lunch every day, watch Netflix. Right. She drinks champagne all day long. She <laughs> turns her music up really loud. We dance. I mean, we have fun. Yeah, you guys look like you. But have a she really talked good time. to me almost all the way home. I was over the Bay Bridge, and you know, which is like thirty minutes from DC. I got off the phone to make some other calls. She called me five minutes after I was home, two minutes before my meeting started, and said, "You didn't call me." And I said, well, I just talked to you almost all the way home. But you said you would call me. You're still my child. I'm like, no, mother. 
Uh, we can't At do this. Point, like, yeah, I need some. Oh my god, right. she sounds. Yeah, she's. Uh, but I understand. I think mom's really worried, and you don't know. Like, After look at what's this going story, on. I'm gonna let her call. Uh, yes, let I'm her. Let it's her crazy. Um, also, this morning it was a big news clip. I was like, I I don't usually watch uh, morning TV shows too much. I mean, we're on one on Fox, so I, I tune into that one, of course. Um, but you know, I had to tune in because Ann Curry was on this morning, and she had said that she was gonna spill the beans on Matt Lauer, who I'm convinced. You know, we've worked in the industry for a long mm-hmm. time. and uh, You think he got the hand? It's a really tough business. What are you convinced about? So, what's that? Let's hear. What do you I mean, mean that you're not surprised? Because you had heard things, you knew things. What does that mean? That means that um, in... Um, See, now I'm down, walking down that Just road and I'm it. trying not to hurt people. And I know what it's like to be publicly humiliated. I never did anything wrong to be publicly humiliated, and, and I don't want to cause that kind of pain to somebody else. But I can say that um, I, uh, because you're asking me a very direct question, mm-hmm. um, uh, I can say that um, I would be surprised if, if uh, many uh, women did not understand that there was a climate of verbal harassment. Give us the um, dirt. Um, that Give us the dirt. Um, I think it would be surprising if someone said that they didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, it was pr- a verbal uh, sexual. All right, let me stick with the. the, 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 the sorry, I just don't. I'm gonna make, she just said verbal Nora sexual hate harassment scale. was pervasive. Do they hate each other? I, oh, I you can tell at the time when you were there. You know, I, I, I like again. I, I don't want to just say uh, it. Boy, um, but why are you there I, then? You know, I don't want to cause more pain but no I'm I'm you were asking me a very direct question I'm an honest person I want to tell you that it was yes period boom oh my god I love it so anyway Ann Curry this morning on CBS I have a theory that uh Gail King and Nora O'Donnell really don't like each other anymore but Nora did just straight cut her off what was that about (laughs) oh they cut each other off all the time it's really they used to be all really good friends and then when Charlie Rose was in the mix they sort of hit on him and like pick on him and it was like this cute dynamic but Mm -hmm. now it's very obvious they hate each other which usually happens like I mean as you know I've been a part of morning radio shows and Mm -hmm. teams forever and it's really hard to keep everybody's ego in check you know you usually end up hating the people that you work with. Just trust me. I'm so glad that hasn't happened here. <laughs> That's why we only work together one day a week. I know myself and I know the future. Uh, what, your ego's out of, out of control? Well, it, I think that... No, I think here's my take on this is like when you work in a dynamic of a morning show, the only way it really works is if you have people like Howard Stern and and um, Robin Mm -hmm. Quivers work so well because Robin doesn't want to be a lead, like doesn't ever want to be a lead. Mm -hmm. But I've realized about myself over the years and this isn't like a bad thing, but I attract strong personalities. Like, mm-hmm. you're a strong personality. Sammy was. But if everybody wants to have their own show and sure. their own thing, you have to really keep it. Right. You got to keep it tight. You got to keep minimal. Because it's it's hard. Like, everybody has their own vision. Everyone is creative and talented. And, and then when you've got one person telling you, you're going to do this, it, it never works. Unless, like, when you have a Robin... You have like somebody who really wants to be a co-host and loves that role and doesn't want to own the stage. It's sure. awesome, Absolutely. you know, because they don't they don't have that desire. They don't want the shit to hit the fan on them. Right. It always you know falls on the lead, but you can tell with with well, that's Nora really interesting and uh, Gail. I, my uncle, you know, I have an uncle. I told you all that's touched by the spirit. Yes. You know, the spirit David, leads him and God. Uncle David, uncle right? David. And Uncle David will say things like, you know, you get your mouth all ready to tell him a good story. You're like, well, I'm going to tell you the most intimate detail. Well, basically, Uncle David, hold that thought, he says. And he goes into something and you never get back to your fucking point. And it's just like, but wait. Or he also David. Says, you, know, you know, he's like, hold that thought. So that's what Nora was just doing to, to Gail there. And he also says things like, um, well, it's not so much that, but it's, and I'm like, but wait, but it is to me because I said it. Yeah. You know yes. people that say that? Yes. It really gets on my nerves. Well, you can just tell with them. And I think, you know, Gail's Gail, right? Mm-hmm. She's Oprah's best friend. Gail has access to every celebrity, every... Nora, I think, is a really, really wonderful and great, like, legit investigative reporter, reporter. Like, she can do all these interviews. But I think you have clash of... Sure. You know, I, I, Gail wins. You think so? Sure. But Hell I don't yeah. think Gail is anything without, like... Nora, because Nora to me, like Gail is the fun. But Nora's nothing without Oprah. <laughs> None of them are anything without Oprah. Well, that's true. They need Oprah. Gail's got it. She's got the touch. See, I She's like both access. of them, but I'm like, this is not going to last much longer. You can tell. Because I think Nora now thinks like Gail's kind of dumb. And I don't think Gail's dumb, but I don't think Gail is. I mean, I think Gail's capable, but I don't think 
Gail gets deep because that's not really what Gail wants to mm-hmm. do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She wants to be at the Oscars on the red carpet. I don't blame well, Gail her. Gail gets to do what she wants to do. Hey, she's you know what I'm saying? Open. And this is like sheer speculation. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. Totally speculating about these people. Um. <laughs> anyway, Ann Curry was basically saying that uh, that Matt Lauer is an asshole. I think we all kind of knew that. Mm. But uh, it was a good interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm she telling you. She's so funny. What's wrong with her? I don't know. She's got a tick. I know. AJ is giving his. <laughs> She's always giving me the eye. Giving me the she... eyes. Um, well, here, let's. Go to let's HR. Do... I'm right here. <laughs> what would you like to file? <laughs> let's she file. looks at me funny. I don't know, what, okay, I don't know what's uh, behind I'm that. I'm going to need you two to uh, both write down what your mission statements are, your goals. We are here. so giggly. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh. <laughs> Um, let's talk two more stories, and yeah. then I think we have to get into your personal okay. your personal life, folks. Show uh, <laughs> CVS now says that they have a responsibility, and they are going to stop altering beauty images in their ads and at the stores. You think this is a good idea? They announced it this week. Uh, I think it's a great idea, but is it like the uh, honor system? I well, swear gonna- to you, it's not retouched. Oh, well, they're going to end it by 2020. Uh, the Rhode Island-based company will launch CBS Beauty Mark, a watermark that will begin appearing this year on beauty images that have not been materially altered, meaning the person featured in the image did not have their shape, size, skin, or eye color, wrinkles, or other characteristics enhanced or changed. CBS is planned to work with key brand partners and industry experts to create specific guidelines that ensure transparency. That's according to the company. What I think, do you think it's a great idea. I think a lot I of people too. are going to lose their jobs as spokespeople, though. Really? Yeah, because like a lot of times, well, I shouldn't say, but I mean, people like Ellen. Ellen doesn't have the best skin, but she's um, a cover girl. But don't you think now, like, Ellen can be even more Ellen? Like, they'll just show all her wrinkles and everything? Yeah, but is that going to sell those wrinkle creams? Mm. Showing all those wrinkles. I think they sell <laughs> oh, people that's I mean, for are... their personalities and for their brands, the power of their brand. But it's really not their look. Then they airbrush them up. So you are in the beauty and skin business. You have your own skincare line. I mean, what do you think? Like, what does this mean for you? Are you, like, nervous about this? Do you think that? Look at me. No, No, I'm I'm not worried. And I love it. I want your face. It's amazing. Everybody (laughs) loves your skin. It's like glass. It is like glass. (laughs) It is. Well, you know, I had this great product called Botanic Youth that I absolutely swear by. I love it. It's part of my line. It's a, it's a it's got beta hydroxys and alpha hydroxys. It exfoliates your skin, and it's got um, uh, dead sea kelp and all this great stuff. I mean, I just think this is amazing because the problem is, is like a lot of celebrities like Ellen mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever it is. I mean, Diane Keaton they use, who's amazing. But, you know. Oh, she's definitely out. Even Giselle Bunchen. You know, she's then in. you see them in real life, and you're like, well, they've got tons of wrinkles. How is it going like, to affect women that are 50 plus, though, in Hollywood? I, I mean, Diane Keaton make, does not have very good skin. I think it's going to make people realize, like, first of all, to me, in just like the little that I know about the beauty business and through you and just going like essentially when we go to Dr. Ruff he's like you're not gonna you're never gonna get rid of everything and you're really not gonna do it without surgery so I think it's just having an honest conversation like hey these creams are gonna do what they're gonna do and keep your skin moisturized and help as much as they can but the reality of it is I I think we're gonna get away from like this false belief that all these creams and diets are gonna make us look different right right now that is what they're selling they are selling a false belief because you see this famous person in these ads and they're looking absolutely phenomenal you recognize them but it's not really them because then you see them on a red carpet you see them on a camera and you're like oh okay (laughs) all right like somebody you know worshiped the sun earlier in life you know that kind of thing (laughs) you know so it's really not them so it's just gonna it's gonna change the game been a lot of women what do you think the message will be that they will sell because, you know, they, they obviously can't sell this everlasting, beautiful, flawless beauty. They're going to have to rename a whole bunch of products. No, really. Like, like Hello From Within. Oh, shit. She look a little ashy. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, Hello From Within. I don't know about that. You, you know? Yeah. I mean, and also, if you look at the hair care products, a lot of the women that represent the hair care products are wearing fake hair. So it's kind of like... Right. Right. Everyone has extensions, wigs, hair extensions. piece in. It's crazy. You know, and I love Beyonce, but she did this hair color campaign. I don't know if you remember that. I mean, it was everywhere, and she's in the um, ads um, for the for the hair color. Okay, and you look at that, and you're well, like... Well, no, she's wearing, like, a, a a, like, 10 pounds of fake hair. 
And it's kind of like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess they are talking about the color, but what does it look like on real hair? Great point. You I know? think it's awesome. Don't you think we're going to get more realistic and hopefully be more age acceptance? But I hate that, but I, I fear that it's going to take away opportunities from older women. Because they really? can't really represent what these products are trying to say that, you know, they're selling a dream. They're saying, you in your normal life, you go to work from 9 to 5, you pop into CVS, you buy this cream, and let me tell you something. This cream is going to give you back your sexy. It's going to make you look beautiful, and your wrinkles are going to fade away. If they show what the cream really does, well, not that much. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's good. I mean, I think, don't you think that people are going to realize, like, how much more food influences, like, food, sun, chemicals that you put on your body, Mm -hmm. fragrance. I I get trolled online sometimes because I always go on. There's a really good movie, The Stink Movie, that talks about how toxic, like, fragrances are. And so, and, like, they actually can cause you to gain weight. I think people are going to start doing more research on that versus the all these creams that really don't work. Well, this new the new guy we're going to talk about, Charles. <gasps> I can't wait to get to Charles. No, he yeah. told me the first day I met him, he said he doesn't believe in free radicals. He doesn't believe in anything he can't see. Really? He's like, free radicals? Bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe in it. It's not aging me. <laughs> well, I love, I think the CVS thing is amazing. I think people should have to be transparent. And I don't think there's anything wrong with plastic surgery. Get Botox. It's yeah. amazing. It's pain-free. I is loved it. Is that plastic it. surgery, though? No. Yeah. I don't think it is. I think it's just cosmetic sure. uplift or cosmetic. Absolutely. I love all that stuff. But I think the, the falsehood is right. It's like when you see somebody like Jane Fonda, who's been very honest about it. You know, but if she didn't, if she wasn't honest then you'd think that she just looked at 83, like this amazing thing. And she's like, no, I've had my eyes done. I've had like two faceless, you know, like, sure. like okay, fair enough. This lady the other day on my Instagram, she, <laughs> did you see this long response I did? She just said, oh, your skin looks great. I want to, you know, rush right out and get me some products to look like your skin. And I responded, I said, you know, thanks to Paul Wharton Beauty Products. And I said, and, and I started listing all, I mean, it was like, Everything. I ran out of characters on Instagram. It was like, sir, the message is too long. <laughs> no, I was like, went through like, okay, and I juice five pounds of apples a day and 10 pounds of carrots, and I get Botox to lift my eyebrows, and I do oil therapy, and I do, you know. And I think that's the thing, too, is like, what I appreciate about you is you are really honest. Like, you're not like, oh, yeah, it's just all my skincare routine. Like, you, right. and you work at it every day. And I I don't want to stress people out though when telling. So sometimes they might think, "Oh, you're not disclosing," but I'm just like, "No, I just don't want to freak you out All at that once. there are that many things." Yeah, you got to ease people into that. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, cranberry singer Dolores O'Rourdon. Uh, uh, Am I saying it right? O'Rourdon. Oh, I never knew her name. I just loved them. Me neither. I didn't know. Isn't that terrible? Oh my God. That's like so tragic. I didn't know her name either. Oh, well, I feel I was bad. So sad to hear this. I know. So this is one of the cranberry songs "Ode to My Family." Uh, no real new news has come out. It's exactly what caused the death of the 46-year-old singer, but you were a big fan. Huge a fan. fan I played the hell out of this record for so many years. Really? Understand the things I said. Don't turn away from me. Uh, police say they are not treating her death as suspicious. My life out there. I don't remember the words. You wouldn't disagree. No, I know this stuff. Okay. Could you imagine? Can you imagine like a, a thirteen-year-old a thirteen-year-old Paul in his room? No wonder I was depressed. Maybe I wasn't really bullied by yeah. the other kids. I just sat you around singing. You were listening Little tear rolling down. <laughs> Shit. Actually. Too much. This took my childhood. <laughs> Too much. Really sad though, and I mean. I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but I think everyone, you know, lots of rumors have come out that she was very depressed leading up to her death. So not suspicious, but something, you know, obviously happened. Um, But very tragic. I didn't realize she was so young, like 40. Because you know what I mean? That music has been around a long time. It's been around a long time. You don't realize. I was thinking the same thing. I know. I was like, she's only 45, 46. Damn. So young. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Me feel like a real, um, you know, a real loser. As a 13-year-old, it's like she was six years older, like doing this. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so over the weekend, I get this text message. Where's my phone? Um, okay, so Paul, I am mm-hmm. dying to hear the dirt, and I've heard just a little of it through our our girl AJ. Um, but over the weekend, you had an experience with a guy who seemed amazing, and I get this text message. 
oh my God, I met a guy, the craziest of circumstances. We ended up hooking up, which was crazy because he wasn't saying anything to me at the bar. I was his first, and then he listened to the podcast and sent this. I was just, this is from, this is from, what are we calling him, Charles? <laughs> yeah, his name, Charles. Oh, Charles, okay, right. <laughs> you know what, you bitches. Y'all know Charles. we don't edit this show. Charles. <laughs> Okay, I'm calling him Chuck. Chuck writes, I was listening to the Hey Frage podcast. Good stuff. I'm now a subscriber. So be gentle when you tell our story. I really did have way too much fun with you. I never, I've never done that with anyone. I'm the absolute worst at one-time stuff. That being said, you just earned yourself a new lifelong friend. The physical stuff, colon. You are an amazing person and a true shining star. I never thought I'd meet someone as truly special as you on a work trip. I will never forget our time together, and I hope to see you again, even if it really is simply Netflix and a hug. I do text randomly unless you tell me not to. So there's that. Are you, are you powdering yourself? <laughs> yeah, you're stressing me out. I know we were really? going to all this that. This is amazing. <laughs> Well, then do you want me to read on the second yeah. part? Okay. So then That's he goes. That's the part I thought you were going to read. Chuck goes on. Oh. <laughs> I'm like. <clears throat> this is awesome. Dan needs to step up his game. I need way more of this love text. Then he writes. So in the podcast, you talk about this Renzo cat telling, that, telling you that you've gained weight. That is straight up bullshit. I don't care how exotic or rich the dude is. You deserve way better than that. I've only known you for a couple of hours, but I could tell within minutes that you were a caring and loving person. You are way too good for an asshole like that. Rant over. Have a good day. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, but Paul, what is this story? Like, I feel like, are you guys running off together? This seems like well, it was very intense. No one's running off anyway, but the interesting thing is... Um, I go to this bar, okay, and there's a seat in the middle, there's a seat all the way on the right, and there's a seat all the way on the left. And I'm kind of looking around like, huh. I go to sit at this seat on the left, but I see the guy sitting there, and he's tall, and he looked a little white supremacist-ish. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so he's got like a shaved head. Like, there was or something it... going on. Okay. I was just like, oh, oh, God, I don't know if he sits next to black people or gay people, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, you know, I know the people here. At least they won't let me get killed. Right. So I sat down. Not that he looked that scary, but just looked like somebody that didn't want to be bothered. And when I sat there, he didn't want to be bothered because I was you know, sparking up a little conversation and like nothing, you know, and then <laughs> they have pistachios there and it, oh, they, nice. they serve like warm pistachios. And, you know, he's like, <laughs> he asked the guy for some pistachios. And I'm like, oh, they're good, aren't they? He's like, yeah. So I didn't know people put pistachios in a crock pot. That's a thing. And I was like, mm-hmm, it's a thing. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, yes. and then I'm asking the guy, because I ordered these uh, this uh, these Brussels sprouts, and I'm asking him if it was made with uh, cashew milk on the bottom, because it has like a little cream. I thought it was vegan. And he's like, cashew milk, that's a thing. And I was like, mm-hmm, it's a thing. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, well, this guy, you know, he's not horrible, but he still doesn't want to be bothered. Chuck is like, okay, yeah. So Chuck is like not very conversational at this point. No. Then there's a guy on the other side on a business trip as well as Chuck. And the other guy on the other side says, oh, where are you traveling from? And all this. And I'm thinking to myself, I am sitting here with all my good skin <laughs> trying to talk to this fool, you know, just as... Just a person, just you know, I was by myself, just a little right. conversation. So I was like, you know, fuck this. So I'm like, let me get my check and get the hell out of here. So I put my jacket on. Chuck started getting a little nervous. You know what I mean? I could tell. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know, because he's like, oh, okay, you're going to sit there and ignore me all day long. Fuck that. I'll go someplace where they want to talk to me. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah! That was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. 
I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. So I put my jacket on, I put my scarf on, and I'm getting ready to go, and I have like half a glass of wine left. And then he's like, oh, you have wine left, or something he starts to say. I'm like, oh, you want to talk to me now, huh? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we ended up having so much fun, the best conversation ever. I'm smiling from ear to ear. We're joking. We're laughing. We closed the bar down. And uh, anyway, so we end up walking out at the same time, and I go home. I gave him my business card. He gave me his. And I go home, and I was looking for a picture because he likes Vanessa Williams. And every like black diva star that he ever met, that he mentioned, I had a picture of me, me and that woman. Oh sure, oh my god, I gotta come to your. I haven't been to your new apartment. I've been to your old apartment. Yeah, yeah. I need to see this. Yeah, no, he but I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of pictures. So anyway, um, of myself mostly on the wall, right? I mean, hey, hey what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, if you went into Whitney Houston's house, you think she'd have a picture of another bitch on her wall? No. So, you see me. Anyway, so... I love your self-esteem. I love it. I'm looking for a picture of me and Vanessa Williams, because, you know, it's in inventory, but I couldn't find it. (laughs) Brag playing, brag playing. (laughs) Getting to that. And um, as I'm looking for that, he sends me a text message saying he really enjoyed himself and, you know, definitely wants to get back together. And then we start talking, and he says, well, do you want to come up to my room? And I live, like, close to where he was staying. Very close. And basically, I said, you know what, I do. Oh my God, I, thought, I love you know, this. I hadn't, like, I just needed human touch, to be honest with you. Yeah, sure. I know sure. you're not going to believe me, but. I know, I do. That's I the way totally, I was feeling I can't at that imagine, moment. I wanted yeah. to, like, yeah. I wanted, why are you looking at me like that? Just stop <laughs> eating your nails and look, staring at me like that. AJ, like your that. mic is on, by the way. So if you want to chime in, because you've been with Paul the past couple of days, so you know the story. And by the way, this yes. is all the lead up to, there's other details about Chuck that I make me a little worried for you. Because I think your heart's invested. And My I'm, heart's I'm, invested? Yes, I think you really like him. <laughs> Okay. I mean, no, I do like him. No, I do like him, but but no. Oh, so what she's saying is Chuck, it's it turns out, is in an open relationship with a woman. Okay. Okay. So you're the first guy that, that That's what Chuck says. Chuck says that he's ever been with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's yeah. in an open relationship with a woman. Sure. So you know, for me well, this I found out kind of after right. the fact. Um but I'm, I'm okay. You know, my heart's okay, though. You, you are? Know. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got a book. Because... <laughs> no, i got to focus I on my, my book. <laughs> I've got my book to keep me warm at night. But because Chuck is still contacting you. Like, Chuck really wants to see you again. We so talk the, every day. So the question is, like, do you feel like you want to see Chuck again? Do you, Absolutely. Do you feel like Chuck is being honest with you about this open relationship? It, yes, he is. And so, but then where do you go from there? Or are you just going to enjoy it? Well, I think fun? it's for a good time. I don't know that it's how long of a time it's going to be for. Right. Because at some point, people, you know, if you're in an open relationship, that's the relationship that you'll always be in, right? And the other ones are just temporary. I don't think... Yeah, pro- well, I don't... I mean, it's hard to say. I, I don't know. I mean... But we can always be good friends that share, you know, that share... Um, shared a moment. Shared or... a moment or a few moments, hopefully, <laughs> over time. A few moments, and then it turns into more of a friendship, probably, at some point. Do you, um, so where does this put you and Renzo? Or is, like, Renzo, is this guy made you realize that fuck Renzo? Well, I thought that was, what did you think about him, what he said about well, think, the whole Renzo I thing? I think Chuck is telling the truth. I think Renzo is, I, I think it was awful that Renzo said that. said that. And I don't know what Renzo's plans are now, if he's really moving here or not, but I think if Renzo 
you deserve somebody that's like chasing you. So I like that about Chuck. Like Chuck really wants to be with you. Well, I just you. don't know what Chuck's you know relationship is. All right, I guess to be determined. But I guess that text that he sent made me think about what's going on with Renzo. Yeah. And you know, everybody that listens pretty much knows that Renzo is a guy I met a long time ago in 2005, and he lives in Italy in Brussels. And then we reconnected this last summer when I was in Italy, and um, you know, but Renzo very rarely gives me any kind of compliment or anything. And when I saw him yeah. in Italy, he said, oh, someone put on five kilos or something, which turns out to be 11 fucking pounds. You know, and it was like the first moment I saw him, and it was just such a buzzkill. Um, but I sent him this text because he started sending me messages the other day saying, oh, my gosh, I went to this brilliant African fashion designer. We, you know, we went to dinner the other night. So I responded, uh, was it a date? And he wouldn't answer my question. Mm -hmm. And it turns out when I, like, popped off that he, like, was like, oh, no, in that sense, it's not a date. It was a meeting. You know, so I said, you know what? I've just realized I sent him this text. Oh, you did this Mm -hmm. to Renzo? Yeah. You know what I just realized? I don't see that you've initiated a conversation asking me how I'm doing. It's always me asking you, and then you respond with yourself. My 40th birthday came and went, and you didn't send me flowers or a card or anything, and it's so easy to do that. My first published book comes out on Tuesday, and you've never called me brilliant or even congratulated me for any of my hard work or bothered to send me flowers or champagne or a handwritten note. You are much impressed with, and I named this African designer, Niago Diawu. <laughs> I have no idea who that is, but okay. Right. All right, and, and the only yeah. one that knows Niago is his mama, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but he's brilliant, according to Renzo. Then you've ever been with me. And I said, maybe he is thinner. So that's how I feel. I've been constantly pursuing you to keep the options for a longer-term relationship open, but I don't feel you properly reciprocate that. I am not going to push for this relationship any further than I already have. But I do wish you the best in finishing your final project and selling the Rome apartment and everything else that I've tried to support you through. If we ever, if we're ever going to have that kind of relationship, it will have to be at your urging. I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to keep being the one, the only one doing that. However, I'm happy to be friends and catch up for lunch when I'm in Rome. <laughs> Did he respond to that? Take that as a brag point. When I'm in Rome, I'll call you. How about that? Did he respond? See if Niago the woo woo can do all that. <laughs> Shit, I'll see you in Rome. Fuck that. Uh, let's see. This motherfucker responded. Let me tell you what he said. I mean, this is the problem with him. He responds, I got a traditional clothes made in Senegal, not by him. What the fuck are you talking about, Renzo? He doesn't Renzo must be on some prescription uh, drugs. Something's going on with Renzo. He didn't acknowledge any of the prior stuff? He did later. Yeah, and he was like, I will buy your book. You are very splendid and glamorous. And, oh. then he's, and then he says, he hung up the decor, Declaration of Independence in his country home in Rome so that when I come there, I'll feel more at home. What, what? the fuck? You oh know what? We're God. just too different. You, you're too different. But Chuck helped me realize that. So, you know, Chuck, Renzo, thank you. Yeah. Chuck! I not looking so good for Renzo. We're moving on. Moving on. Oh, you my know, God. I really steps. want to meet Chuck First step now. is in a relationship with somebody in an open relationship. Next step, I'll find somebody for myself. <laughs> I mean, I really want to meet Chuck, though. He sounds, like, really sweet. But can I say tell yes. you something? That since I sent Renzo that message, he is, like, calling. What address can I send flowers? Like, he's all, like, yeah. But don't you think it's too little too late? I feel like if you have to tell, I don't know. Yeah. Although, when I first started dating Dan, I feel like I had to train him a little. But... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, if Renzo doesn't pick it up after this, to me, then it's, like, done. You know what I'm saying? Because you've told him a couple times. Well, I haven't really been right since Italy because the normal me would have traveled three times to see him by now. Like, because Mm -hmm. I like to travel. But I really haven't been back because he makes me feel unattractive. Yeah, Anybody right. that looks at you and says, you gained 11 pounds, why do you want to be disrobing in front of them and rolling around in the sack? I think it's a great... You I know think, what I mean? Yeah. Um... <sighs> <laughs> More to come, more to come. Um, a couple other 
stories too that we got to talk about. So you know, the mom and the boy last week we were we touched upon the horrible H and M blunder, and you know, since the H and M shirt came out, coolest monkey in the jungle that was on the um, little black boy, it was just so awful. A store has been trashed. Of course, you probably heard that in South Africa, um, but now the mom of that little boy. Because I was saying last week, I'm like, didn't the mom have something to say? She's from Stockholm, Sweden. Terry Mango is her name. She's since deleted it, but this week she put up a post that basically said people need to get over the controversy and being sensitive about the coolest monkey in the jungle shirt. Mm-hmm. In a series of those deleted Facebook posts, the mom um, said she didn't support the backlash over the ad, which uh, even prompted, of course, as you know, The weekend and and g Easy to end their partnerships. And she writes, M the mom, and this is one of the hundreds of outfits my son has modeled, Mango wrote. Stop crying wolf all the time. Unnecessary issue here. Get over it. Mango continued, if I bought that jumper and put it on him and posted it on my pages, would that make me racist? I get people's opinions, but they're not mine. Mm. I know. So does that make you feel any differently about for H&M? And, well, and apparently they're really feeling the backlash. It doesn't make me feel any differently, but I think that she's not very sensitive to you know how it affects other people and the platform that her young son has. She's not acknowledging that. But the other thing I will say is I have friends that are African and they live in places that aren't the United States and they do see race differently. Like I have a friend in Rome and she would say something very similar. I'm sure of it. Really? And she's black? She is, but she's like, oh, we don't see race. I don't know. I just love everybody. You know? Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's just different. I, I just was so surprised that these parents would come out and say that. And they've been doing some press interviews as well. Um, and, you know, basically the woman said that she didn't see any racial connection when her son was modeling the shirt. I, I find that hard to believe. I'm like, really? Well, she's African and she lives in Sweden. Yeah. And I don't know where, you know, what her history is. But, I mean, maybe her experience is just not the same as as a lot of ours, you know, in America. Yeah. Um, also, you know, of course, everybody has been outraged and still talking about the Babe.net article with Aziz Ansari. Did you actually, did you get a chance to read all that? It was very long by a woman named Grace. <laughs> I'm so annoyed by this. Why are you, why are you annoyed? I'm just so annoyed. And I want to hear, like, our, because our interns are let's in go, their Let's talk through it. Early go ahead. 20s. Set, set the so, scene. So Have we been drinking? I, I, <laughs> we go to a party, you're trying to holler at me, I'm not paying you any attention. And I mean, celebrity star fucker so i completely right. i completely get grace i was like you know i've tried to have sex with constantine marulis um he, he yeah turned you down? Like, you know, he totally wanted to hook up with me but i i had a co-worker cop block me and he was like she has a boyfriend <gasps> were I you know. gonna do it yes absolutely oh please was it dan the boyfriend? i would fuck andy dick like was whoever dan the <laughs> no it was the other guy it was oh, like okay. a, it was the old guy and then uh, i almost hooked up with uh who's the backstreet boy that's been in rehab like three or four times not um Aaron Carter, not uh, oh, Nick Carter. Oh, Google him. He's got like all these tats. Anyway, we had a real Okay, so basically for a you, you're a star oh, Okay, so let's set the scene. I fuck any, about this any star. So Grace meets him at the Emmy Awards 2017. She's 22 years old. Anyway, they it was kind of this awkward. He wasn't that into her, but then suddenly. Right, that's a major point. He actually ignored her. He wasn't into her. She pulls out this camera right, that he out, has, right? Right. They have the same camera. Then she ends up realizing, or he does, oh, hey, this girl's kind of cool. I'll, uh, you know, start exchange talking to her. They, mm-hmm. they exchange phone numbers. She, He then comes back to New York where he's got an, appoint, an apartment in Tribeca. She lives in New York, and he asks her out. You know, they, they mm-hmm. text. They go out. They go to this restaurant. He doesn't really want to buy her uh, dinner, but really? he does. They share like a lobster roll, some french fries, but he's really quick. He wants to get out of there and he invites her back to his apartment, which she goes back to his apartment. They've been drinking. One thing you left out. She was super excited to meet him. She couldn't believe she was talking to him. Oh, my God. He's a big Hollywood star. What's he doing talking to me? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All that. Uh, so they go back to his apartment. Then she gives him a blowjob. He goes down on her. And that's basically when things start to get weird. Okay. So Aziz wants to have sex with her, goes and gets a condom. And she's like, okay, whoa, whoa. We need to like chill for a bit. Like... Why don't we hang out on the couch? That's a problem. Okay, why is that a problem? Okay, you need to chill for a bit. Why? You're afraid he got too excited. He might come too quick. That just leaves too many questions in the air. If you're not into it, that's when you put your shit on and you leave. But if you are trying to be a star fucker and you want to be there with this guy, but you're not that into him, but you want to chill on the couch still, you don't want to really let that Tribeca apartment go. Do you know what I'm saying? I know. Well, here, and I don't want to, like, I think in reading over the past three or four days, because this story came out, like, on Saturday, 
I think we're in a dangerous point where you are not really focusing on the Rose McGowans and on the women that have been truly sexually assaulted. I don't think this is sexual assault, but there's a lot of women online that are saying that people need to, the way Aziz acted, that men need to realize they should not be acting like that. That the their way behavior he acted is not, by doing what because he wanted kept to pressuring. Have. Yeah. So so he, so she goes. They chill for a second. Let's. She says, "Let's relax. Let's chill." Uh, then he resumed kissing her. Briefly performed oral sex on her. Asked her to do the same for him. She did, but not for long. Um, then he began making a move on her repeatedly during their encounter. The move he kept doing was taking his two fingers in a V shape, putting them in my mouth, in my throat to wet his fingers, uh, and then trying to stick them in her vagina. Vagina. Um, and then, anyway, he, they go on for this for like 30 minutes. At one point... Uh, repeatedly. Is, yes, repeatedly. So he's repeatedly choking this... I mean, sticking his yes, fingers down this girl's yeah. throat. But she's still there on the couch talking about let's chill. Right. So she says, most of my discomfort was expressed in me pulling away and mumbling. I know that my hands stopped moving at some point. I stopped moving my lips and I turned cold. Whether Aziz didn't notice Grace's um, retraction or knowingly ignored it is impossible for her to say. I know I was physically giving off cues that I wasn't interested. I don't think that was noticed at all. Or if it was, he just ignored it. But she's not, I mean, he, the guy is in a fucking my rear. Is so, he an asshole? let me ask yeah. you something as a woman, because I want to be sensitive about this. I have three nieces. I have a sister. I have a mom. I love women. They're my friends. They, you know, like, I got a good thing going with women. However, what I tell my nieces is say no, say what you mean, even to in you know non-sexual situations. Like if if I'm talking to them and they're like, oh, I ask them if they want to do something. Oh, man. listen, yes, no. Tell your uncle Paul what do you want. Like be direct. Be tell direct. people if you don't want to be a part of something, something doesn't feel right to you. Say no and get out of there. And then you know if there's an issue. Right. You right. know you can't right, right, right. like hang around naked. Letting somebody repeatedly put their fingers in your mouth and in your pussy and then be like, well, I was kind of stiff. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> No, I think you have a great point. I, You know, what my takeaway from this is, yeah, sure. Should men act differently? And have we, at least for me, when I first read that, these stories kind of make me angry. Because, I mean, I'm, I haven't dated Aziz, but I've dated somebody like that, right? Like a guy who had a lot of money in a really nice pool. And, you know, he just wanted to have sex with me. And you weighed me. your options, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, if I'm being okay. honest. Yeah, like, yeah. I was if you're like, being oh, honest, come on, let's talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, totally. I was dating him because he was rich. And because I was like, oh, my come God, on. maybe I'm going to marry this guy and I'm going to own this pool. Well, probably not, but I'm going to live at this pool. I'm okay. going to podcast this at this pool. This is a moment pool. of truth. Yeah. And even though he's got all these kids, fuck, we'll make it work. Like, you know, so no, I mean, that's what you're thinking. If you're dating a celebrity, mm-hmm. you're thinking like, oh, but maybe this will work out. she already said that, I thought. I thought that, yeah, she, that she set the scene. I couldn't believe, I mean, it's not like she was like, I didn't know who this guy was. So, But my thing is like, so I think there's always a belief for women in society like, oh, guys are always going to want to have sex with you. Like, they're, that's just who guys are. Like, men are always going to try to fuck you if they can, you know? And what a lot of people online are saying is like, we need to stop that expectation of men need to stop assuming, even if I come back to your place, I am not saying that I'm going to have sex with you. Which I think is confusing, but I don't know. Well, I tell you, when I went up to Chuck's place the mm-hmm. other day, and we were doing the Netflix and chill thing, and you know, he was like, you know, this is fine. We can just do this if that's what you want. And I said, well, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm putting out. No, no, but I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I was like, do, what and do you want? And he literally like just hang out. No, like, he was like, oh, to. this is fine. So then I felt like, oh God, I can't be like the horn dog. Like I can't be like doing too much. You know, because I'll look crazy. See, and so then we had a conversation, like about, well, what do you want? What do you want? Okay, and then somebody had to say, but I think that if, if, if you know, whether I was making an advance or he was making an advance, if anybody says no, then it's over. Well, she never said no. She never said no until the end, and then she said, you know, I feel like I need to take an Uber and leave, and he was like, okay, cool. Go call yourself an Uber. But but and then he ends up. Okay, if you one. think about all the sexual situations you've ever been in, you know it's not always so smooth. You know, it's, sometimes it's a it's little awkward. rocky. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's little awkward. awkward, especially if you don't know the person very well. You're just going on a date with them. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people online were saying that men need to start asking throughout a sexual encounter, "Is this okay?" So, like, you and I are hooking up, and like every move you're making, like, is this okay? Like, checking in with the woman. Are you You fucking kidding me? (laughs) 
Oh my God! Talk about the. Talk I about wasn't like, kidding, but maybe. I mean, everybody's dick will go soft. It's like who the fuck wants to be asking that all the time? I mean, yeah, maybe once, but. We're going to have to relearn how to meet th- people and have sex again, if that's what you're saying. I think this article, I don't know. I think it set things I back. Think I think innocent. it was irresponsible of, of Babe.net to publish it, honestly. I think he's innocent. I really do. I think it was a bad sexual experience, which we've all had bad sexual experiences. There's been shit that I have, you know, sex that I've had over time, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm never going back to that. You know, it just right. wasn't what yeah. I wanted after the back but i was into it in the moment or at least enough to be like oh let me just get through this and then get right. on about my business yeah i'm with you okay i want to ask our interns who are young women who are out on the dating scene well aj has a boyfriend but um leslie are she's After single anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> she might surprise you <laughs> okay did you want leslie or did you, you did your boyfriend listen to this you you Tell us. He does not listen to this. Oh, thank God. Okay, so, no, have you ever had, what did you think of the article? So, I I wouldn't call this um, sexual misconduct. I would call it inappropriate behavior. So, I'm kind of in agreeing with you. I'm I'm agreeing with you guys that I think that um, we just need to learn from this. And when someone says no, okay, they say no. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't go as far to say that this is completely, like, almost rapery. she didn't say no. She didn't really ever say no. She just basically like, said we need like, to chill, and then right. And then they were doing this like game where he was like, "I'm gonna get you." Like I feel that's what I was imagining in my head. Like, right. They were right. like going back and forth, like, oh, "Don't touch me." Okay. Uh. She didn't say don't touch her. So they. She got cold. <laughs> so all this shit's going on in her head. This is similar to what happened with Russell Simmons and the woman who Wait you know minute, came out about Russell Simmons. Isn't he like a legit? But he's had a lot of women come out. Well, the first one. <laughs> The first one. You know, right. the one that came out and said that yeah, yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. worked okay, the coat right. check at Indochine from 17 right. years old and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, he took her back to her his apartment. All I could think was, I didn't want to make him mad, so I just went with it. And I just thought, if you just do what he says, just go through. That is a dialogue that's happening in your head. Right. Say something, people. Right. Say, Say something. something. Yeah. Uh, Leslie, okay, what do you think, by the way? Did you... Well, at first, I was telling you guys earlier that I thought it was his fault. But then, um, after hearing you guys, I think that she had to say no if she wasn't. Why did you initially think it was his fault, though? Because you, you felt like he should have picked up on the cues and, like, the overly forcefulness was is kind of... Of course. And then yeah. how he dismissed her. Okay, go. Go get your Uber. Like No, yeah. but if he had... What was he else supposed to do? Hold her back? Then he'd be, you know, no, he helped me. I mean, the guy is clearly a dick. Like, the yeah, account, like I mean, the guy, he's such an asshole. Like, I mean, you know, he's basically there and he's saying to her, you know, she's like, hey, maybe we should go on a second date. And he's like, oh, really? Why don't I just pour you a second glass of wine? Will that count? Wait a like, minute. I mean, the guy Wait a minute. is when an asshole. When did she say that? She, she says that, like, throughout, like, like the towards dinner? the end of the date. No, right before she goes to get the Uber. Wait no, a minute. She wanted to go apartment. on a second date? Yeah, she's like trying to think. Okay, you lost me. So he was inappropriate with her sexually. She felt objectified, but yet she wants to go out on another date. I'm sorry. She didn't want to put out on the first date. And Aziz is like, boom. That's the thing. See, that's all it was. That's all it was. Um, you guys can always weigh in by emailing us. Right. It's Sarah at HeyFrage.com. It's Paul Wharton style at Yahoo.com. There's also an article. I want to get Omarosa on the line because I hope the hell she's suing this podcast personality like she tried me. <laughs> so um, there's a story out that according to Unstable Podcast, the host of that, Claudia, claims that Omarosa, who has recently parted ways with the White House, has a, had a sexual relationship with Donald Trump. Oh, on God. the podcast, the host says, allegedly... I have a friend of a friend of hers. Is that you, Paul? Uh, There is some talk that there may have been some inappropriateness between the two of them, allegedly. No, it's not me. Do you think that Omarosa has been hooking up or at one time did hook up with the Donald? What? (laughs) I guess we're moving on from that. Has been hooking up or has at one time hooked up? Wow. Uh, well, then I guess I, you have to read her book. <laughs> really? She has a book out? She has a book that she's working on a book. Interesting. She is. Is she going to come on this podcast at that point? She will. Live show? Because we'll sell that out. People are dying to see her again. She will. Us. If I get a bigger piece of the take. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pimp her. Yes. I mean, uh, yes. She will. <laughs> wow. No, but you know what? Okay, so first of all, you think it's true. I don't know with him. I know that she has never told me anything like that. Well, 
not like that. <laughs> not the way that's described. So he just gave him like a blowjob or something. Oh my no. god! I bet he is the tiniest dick. Is Ugh. it? And is it orange? Like, do you think he's orange? See, that's pubes? what you could go down on and then change your mind in the midst. Be like, <laughs> oh. you know what? Oh, this is like not really what I, oh. <laughs> sir, Mr. Trump. I don't want to get Trump. too gross either, but all he yeah. eats is fast food. Like, can you imagine Ooh. giving him a blowjob? That just tastes so nasty. Ooh. I know. Just think about that. It's like That's french fries and a but, shake. Now, who said this? Claudia Jordan? Yeah. Okay, so they hated each other. You know, I did a little stint on Celebrity Apprentice All-Stars. The last time Omarosa was on Celebrity Apprentice. Okay. It's actually on YouTube. It's the craziest shit. I went in there and bought a piece of art. Didn't make any sense, but I did. <laughs> okay. And that's actually the episode where she got fired, and Pierce Morgan was like, you didn't even have any celebrities come to the art show. And she's like, yes, I did. And he's like, who? And she's like, Paul Wharton. He's like, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, fuck you, Pierce Morgan. Fuck you and your mama. <laughs> So, but Claudia Jordan and her used to be great friends. They were really good friends. And they just fell out on Celebrity Apprentice All-Stars. I mean, they were really, really good friends. Claudia Jordan is the woman that came to Michael Clark Duncan's funeral. So, Michael Clark Duncan, you guys, is the actor from The Green Mile. Yeah. The big black guy. He was engaged to Omarosa. They were living together for many years, and they were planning their wedding when he died. You know, oh so my of course God, I yeah, fly out so there, sad. I go to the funeral and all that. Claudia is at the funeral and then she posts a picture on social media from inside the funeral. So Omarosa, you know. Oh, was very upset was that she really would do that. I think I remember that, that picture. And then know. they fell out. Okay, got you it. You know, they fell out and then they ended up the next season on Celebrity Apprentice All-Stars together and they hated each other. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. So it doesn't surprise me that she says something like this. Uh, last story before we wrap up the show. I wanted to call my mom in Maine. The uh, There is an animal shelter that has gone viral in Palermo, Maine, which is not far from my mom's house, who is trying to raise money for a 15-year-old Shetland mini cross pony that lost his penis several years ago, and they oh want God. to give him a prosthetic appendage. Oh, this seems like a fucking waste. Aren't there people in this world need that need help? How much do you think a fake horse prosthetic penis? costs. But why does he need that? Because they want him to feel complete. Do you think that this this little... Um, I'm going to call my mom right now see if we can get in touch with her. I want to see if she's doing any fundraising for this up in Maine. Uh, Richard is the 15-year-old Oh, my God. But the poor dog. horse, because he's not hung like a horse. Huh? That's pretty no. painful. He had... Um, by the way, uh, his penis got infected and within hours had fallen off. This was years ago. Your call has been forwarded Aww. to an automated voice message. I don't know what she's doing. Um, I wanted to see if she was doing any fundraising or new. Because, it's you know, Maine's a small spot, a small place. Is there, that in so. her little town? It's not far. It's not far. So uh, uh, um, maybe she's, I don't know what she's Hello? doing. Hey, Kimber. Yeah? Hey, can you put Yaya on the phone? We, you're live on the podcast. We want to ask Hi, her Kimber. something. Hi, oh, Kimber. Yeah, she's live on the podcast. Hello? Hello? Yes, I'm here. No, that's not Yaya. So, <laughs> can you go get Yaya? For real? I'm here. She says, hello, I'm here. Mom, are you on speakerphone? Yeah. Oh, well, we, we were going to ask that you not be on speakerphone because we were going to ask you about this horse rescue. Have you heard this story about this horse rescue that's trying to raise $4,000 to get a uh, um, a penis a spent appendage for a Shetland pony? No. <laughs> ridiculous. Mom, it's in Palermo. It's not far from you. An animal rescue is looking to raise four grand. <laughs> she hung up. She's like, she's like, don't talk penis to me before happy hour, okay? Like, she hung oh up on God, you. Oh, my God, she totally hung up. <laughs> on that note. You know what? If you guys are interested, it's an animal shelter in Palermo. I'm going to give money to that, that horse's dick. And listen, oh God, another dick talk. I'm having a book signing this Saturday. Oh, Tell Give us the details. Yes, this Saturday at Barnes & Noble, Tyson's Corner, 2 p.m. Come on out. It's going to be a book signing and a roast. Woo! And Sarah Frazier is going to be one of the people roasting Oh, my God. Me. So much fun. Come get a signed copy of Pulling It All Together. Did you guys hear this one about Paul and a guy named Chuck? <laughs> Ooh. Chuck. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, you guys, follow us on social media. It's at HeyFrage on uh, Twitter, Instagram. It's Paul Wharton and on Twitter. It's Paul Wharton Style yeah, on Instagram. Instagram. Bye, everybody. We Bye, love guys. You. We love you. Woo!
Hey, phrase, what's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase, what's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase.